Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning. Doing great, too. And guess we have a very special guest joining us from Washington, D.C. today, Ryan. Nice. <laughs> Does she know that she's joining <laughs> yeah, us? I, I don't. <laughs> What'd you tell her? <laughs> well, she's a, they're family friends. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> full disclosure. No surprises. Then, well, so. probably some. <laughs> so, with us today is uh, Congresswoman Erin Houchin, United States Congresswoman Erin Houchin. Uh, Congresswoman Houchin, how are you doing today? I'm great, Sal. It's really good to see you. Uh, I was just commenting, I haven't been able to get to church, um, as often as I'd like, uh, due to the workout here, but, um, but it's great to see you and I appreciate, uh, your friendship over the years. Well, you probably got a little better excuse for missing church than I do. If I, if I sleep in and I'm only two miles down the road, that's, that's probably not a very good excuse for, for missing. So, uh, we got Congresswoman, we always start off with a, um, question of the day. And so you're not exempt from this. So, <laughs> No one is. <laughs> no one is. And we have to answer, too, but we got to let our guests go first. So tell us, uh, Congresswoman Houchin, tell us uh, which of your teachers is the most memorable and why? So uh, my sixth grade teacher, actually, is one of my most memorable teachers. She, um, and this is a kind of a couple of stories about her. So she would let students take on projects if they were interesting to them. So uh, this tells you how much of a, I guess, a nerd I am. I, I reorganized her Dewey Decimal System on recess. Um, <laughs> oh my she, God. Yeah, so, so that's great. Um, let's not share that part of um, We're muting that. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> when I was uh, in college, I interned at the state legislature and um, she came up to the state house to advocate for the passage of a bill. She was trying to create charter schools in Indiana. She was a longtime public school teacher, um, but she was lobbying to create charter schools. She wanted to start her own school in our community. So I got to see her as I was an intern, um, go to the state house, advocate for the passage of a bill, get it signed into law and open her own charter school. So that had a significant impact on me and my decision to engage in this type of work. Uh, her name was Mrs. Gullion. She just recently passed away, um, but from Scott County and um, she had a huge impact on me. Neat. Nice. Ryan, you want to go next? So I think it was uh, fourth grade and uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, we had one who would, uh, she would always take time during the day to, to read to us, obviously we were of an age at that point that we were reading, but she would take that time to read to us. And, and I just remember the inflection in her voice and how she would read and hmm. the way that she could tell that story and, and voice, uh, would change and put the inflection in and, and really make the story come to life. And it's, uh, it's just something, I don't know how many times that I've actually, and one of the things that she read was, uh, the boxcar children. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but the boxcar children. And so later on, and it was, it was so profound as, <clears throat> as those stories go that, uh, my wife actually found the entire set and it actually came in a box that looks like a boxcar. But so I actually still have that set and it, that all goes back to, uh, the books that I, I read and listen to now, but it, that stuck out in my mind that, um, to, to really make that story come to life. And it also helps when you're doing public speaking, public reading and the inflection Neat. points and the pauses and all that. So I have to give her credit for that. Unless everybody thinks I'm terrible at it. And then I, that's why she remains nameless. <laughs> I didn't take a poll whether everybody thinks I'm good at it or not, but I did learn it from her. 
Well, mine's going to be a little different, I guess. Uh, also, yeah, <laughs> Congresswoman Houchin's laughing because she knows me. Uh, but uh, mine was also a sixth grade or an elementary teacher. It was a sixth grade, and it was a uh, Mr. Sturbaum. And I don't know if any of my uh, alumni from West Washington will <laughs> remember this, but he would read to us too, my Ryan. Yeah, he would read to us also. But uh, he read a Stephen King. Awesome. Yeah, that's until, pretty cool. Until one of the kids has started having bad dreams and uh, told their parents, and then we got we got no more Stephen King. In the wow. sixth grade, wow. <laughs> but uh, I forget it was a call. It was Night Shift or something. It was one of his short story books. But yeah, That's I know. Stuff. That's good stuff. Oh, we were terrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back on topic. Congresswoman Houchin, tell us a little bit about what led you to to serving in in uh, public service, uh, Indiana State Senate, and then now the United States Congress. What what led you on this path, and and how did you how did you get here today? I guess. A couple of things. Um, my dad was a dentist. Uh, he actually went to Salem High School and um, um, ended up working his way um, through. He grew up very poor, first person in his family to go to college. Um, worked at the American Can Company to to get himself yeah. through college and dental school. And uh, he loved his patients, absolutely adored his patients and serving the community in that way. He did not love being a dentist. So he told me, Aaron, you can be anything you want to be in the world. There, maybe not a professional basketball player, but there's hardly a limit. Uh, but please don't be a dentist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so check I, uh, that off. Okay. <laughs> I took that to heart. Um, uh, but as a senior in college, I interned in the, um, in the state legislature. Uh, actually, that's where I met my husband. Um, he was an intern in the House while I was an intern in the Senate. Um, and that's when I, you know, as I said, I got sort of bitten by the bug to be part of the conversation and policymaking. Um, I actually had, uh, I had after the internship called the state house every Friday for six weeks in a row until I got a job as a legislative assistant, um, left college to do that. Um, and then got another job, which was paid, paid more money. It was for a statewide elected official. And it was the worst year of my life. Oh no. Totally ruined me Oh, totally ruined me for a good while. So I, I graduated um, from college and went into social work. I worked for child services for about three years, um, worked for some nonprofits, and then was staying home with the kids. Got my master's degree in political management from the George Washington University uh, while I was at home with the kids. Uh, I was very interested. I remember back in, oh, I think, I don't, I don't know the exact year, but Obama had been elected and um, our Republican party nationally was kind of in shambles. And, um, I just had a very strong feeling that we needed to do something differently at our local level in the political realm and that we build our country from school boards to Washington, DC, um, and not the other way around. So I ran for district chairman for the Republican party, um, against an incumbent chairman. I was nine months pregnant with my son. I got elected Saturday. I delivered him on Monday. Oh my God! And uh, was district chairman for the Republican Party. Uh, so being in, having the experience that I had in the legislature, being in the master's program at GW, and then getting elected district chairman gave me some exposure to our United States senator, 
uh, Dan Coates, who I was at home with the kids. I was content with staying home, being a stay-at-home mom until my third child, Graham, went to call or went to went to college. College. Went I, was to call I was like, went to what? kindergarten, <laughs> not college. No, um, but went to kindergarten. But he, um, but Dan Coates called and said, I. I'm looking for a regional director to cover the southeast part of the state. Would you be interested in interviewing? So I, my husband and I talked, and, and Sal, you know Dustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, go up and hear what they have to say. Um, you know, let's let's call me on the way home. We'll talk about it, and we'll try to make a, an informed decision. And I went up for the interview. They made an offer. I accepted it, and I called Dustin on the way home and told him, like, I took the job. <laughs> I know we were going to talk about it, but <laughs> you can't say no to your United States senator. So I went back to work, um, and through that, I was covering about 24 counties in southern Indiana for the senator, uh, including my Senate district. My senator was a 26-year incumbent. Um, he was a Democrat, former minority leader. Uh, the, the redistricting had placed us you know, in the same district, and I was serving my community as a representative uh, for Senator Coates and thought that with the experience that I had had previously, plus the work that I'd been doing for the senator, that I might have something to offer um, for the district as their representative in the Senate. So I ran one in 2014, um, and then through that led me back to federal office, and here I am. Well, good. Great. That is a neat story. Yeah. So I'd like to just combine a couple questions uh, that we had laid out for you. So as a new member of Congress, what has surprised you most about uh, Washington, D.C., and, um, and what's the environment like out there? I mean, what 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 things stick out to you um, as new and, and surprises, but, but just in general, what's it like? I always tell people um, my experience here has been really very good. I think that the media often portrays um, this place as largely dysfunctional, and it's not completely functional, but it is more functional than... I think the media would have us understand. So there are many, many things that we do in a bipartisan way that does not that does not get reported. So we've passed more than 40 bills. 86% of them have been with bipartisan support. That's nice. Um, yeah. We we work very well together um, when we can work with um, folks on the other side of the aisle. It's very cooperative, very collegial. In fact, my dyslexia um, legislation I'm working on. I've got some Democrats that are engaged in the issue too. So I tell people it's it's way more functional. It's it's cooperative, collegial. Um, it's it's way better than than the um, than the media would have you believe. Um, and a lot is getting done now. I used to think it was the you, you'd hear things like "do nothing, Congress." Um, that is certainly not the case. Uh, I think one day we had 42 different hearings going on at once. Wow. Um, we're passing legislation. We're doing a lot of work, uh, good work. Um, it's not always bipartisan, but we are getting things done. And I think the, that that has been the most surprising for me. Uh, that's refreshing because uh, it does seem like, and I quit watching the news uh, quite a while back. And uh, and the reason, one of the reasons being was it seemed like there was no commonality anymore. And, uh, and we're in the... Uh, agriculture industry and we think that growing food pretty you know food is something we all need <laughs> should run across all boundaries right <laughs> three times a day hopefully <laughs> but uh well more than that for me sometimes but but uh can you tell us a little bit about um and we have uh, as a farmer-owned cooperative we have uh customers from all spectrums even though um you know down here in southern indiana but we have um we're politically neutral i guess as far as that goes but 
you just mentioned some things that you were doing uh, that was across both aisles with uh, either what what kind of special projects or what are you, not special projects, but what kind of initiatives have have you kind of started? Uh, and I think some of this is from personal experience, and I won't fill in the blanks for you, but uh, tell us about some of the things you've got going on that are that are certainly bipartisan. Yeah, so a couple of things. One, I, I just returned from a delegation trip with the Speaker of the House to uh, Israel, uh, Jordan, Egypt, and Italy, and it was a bipartisan trip. So we were celebrating Israel's 75th um, anniversary of their statehood. Wow. And it was Republicans and Democrats. Steny Hoyer was on the trip. Um, so that's not a partisan issue for most of Congress. And so that's something that I think is certainly heartening for me. Um, the other, some of the other things that we're working on, um, me personally, and my son's dyslexic, I came to know about this issue be- through him, realizing that many, many students, I mean, my husband and I were, were, were we both have a higher level degrees and we're um, able to navigate the system pretty well, but not all families can do that. And um, we were compelled to try to do as much as we could to help students in this category. About 20% of the population has dyslexia, it's a reading disability. You can learn to read, but you have to be taught in a very specific way. And it is largely, wildly uh, underdiagnosed and uh, underrepresented. So worked on this in the legislature. I'm continuing to work on it at the federal level. We've got Republicans and Democrats working together to try to help students with disabilities and improve literacy. And that's uh, that's been a major initiative that that I think certainly uh, making sure that um, that uh, kids don't get uh, left behind, uh, they don't feel like they're not capable. We want to give them all the resources that they need um, to be successful and contributing members of the workforce. Well, food and reading, I think we can all stack hands on that and <laughs> say sure. that, that those go across both aisles. So, uh, Ryan, do you have anything um, else for us? This morning, well, I wanted to bring it back to Southern Indiana a little bit oh. on, uh, um, but you had an op-ed in the Indiana Soybean Alliance and uh, featured some uh, farm visits recently. Uh, can you give us a little information on that? Yeah, I did a couple of farm visits. One was uh, uh, we visited headquarters at Roseacre, and then we also were at the Screen Farm in Williams. And those were very good opportunities. We've been having these listening sessions on the farm bill. I'm not on the ag committee, but it is an ag district. So we are wanting to hear from as many of our farmers as we can on what they'd like to see in a farm bill. What are the challenges that they are faced with? A couple of things stand out. We did Waters of the USA. Um, we passed legislation to to repeal Waters of the USA. Thank you. Um, the Senate passed it too, and then the president vetoed it. So that's something we're going to be continuing to work on. Um, I don't know if it will ultimately end up in the farm bill, but we will continue to push back on overregulation, um, particularly on on uh, personal property. So um, in addition to that, uh, workforce has been a major challenge. Um, making sure that we get a farm bill across the <laughs> across the desk uh, is certainly um, something that is on uh, the minds of our farmers. So those are ma- many of the issues that we talked about. I'm on the workforce committee, the education and workforce committee. Uh, with the workforce subcommittee, we're having a hearing today on on the WIOA reauthorization or Work One reauthorization. Um, we're always talking about immigration and and H two um, B and A visas, and um, you know we'll do the border bill today, secure the border, and um, we'll definitely need to deal with um, 
how we get a workforce in place, particularly in agriculture. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of anything good. else that uh, we need as much as that. Um, number one issue every day. Yep. Um, matter of fact, that was top of mind this morning when we got to work and it's top of mind when we'll leave is, is trying to find, um, trying to find help. And, uh, we appreciate, uh, you all working on that and, and certainly being new to Congress, it sounds like you have certainly jumped in and, and, uh, taken some, uh, leadership roles and are participating on a lot of committees. It'll be really, really important to this <laughs> rural area. <laughs> it sounds like we can scratch the question about what you do in your spare time. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't. And then she's sleep. on the high ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the high ground. Yeah. I'm happy to be on the high ground. This is like the highlight of my day. <laughs> I, I am on, I am on several committees. I'm on the rules committee. Uh, it's the oldest committee in the wow. in the house. Um, that was an appointment by the speaker. I serve on the financial services committee and the house education and workforce committee. I am on six subcommittees. Um, and I also am the elected leader for my class of freshmen. So, um, I have additional, you know, responsibilities with that, but it's been a pleasure and an honor certainly to be part of this freshman class, which is a really outstanding um, group of people. And then, you know, in addition to that, certainly uh, humbling and honored to represent um, my district in Congress uh, and and as the first female to, to ever serve in the seat. That's right. Nice. Well, that's- well, congratulations. Thank you so much for what you do. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Well, Congresswoman. Sal, Sal, maybe I'll see you at church soon. I'll see you at church soon. And, Take her uh, a cup. We've been going to early service. That's pretty neat. You go in there to early service and kind of get it, obviously, out earlier. And, what? I prefer Nothing. the early service. <laughs> That's don't right. Talk, don't tell me. I prefer the early service. <laughs> Absolutely. Congresswoman Houchin, thank you so much for joining us and making time out of your busy day on the high ground and um ryan that's all we have today so congresswoman thank you very much thank you it's good to see you guys all right take care care. thank you very much for listening to high ground powered by premier companies if you uh, enjoyed it please like and subscribe and uh, follow us on uh, any of the platforms or youtube thank you very much thanks